Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up? What's up, Thunder fans? Just like my dad, we have not been around in a while. This is Jerry, joined by the other two lovely gentlemen, Dylan Hunsinger, with his pregnant wife right beside him, trying to sleep and cook that baby, but we are keeping her up for some Thunder basketball talk. Dylan, how in the heck are you, man? Doing pretty good, man. You know, like I said, just, uh, just you know, kind of winding down for the evening, ready to talk a little basketball. It's been a while. Good to see your face. Good to see old uh, Matty Mole's face rocking the old school Thunder Chat shirt. Let's let's get to it, boys. Oh! <laughs> and Dylan did a nice little segue there. Um, we got Matty Moles, once in Omaha, Nebraska, now in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Matty, how in the heck are you doing, man? I, I'm I'm pretty good, man. It's uh it's crazy seeing all these people in hoodies and bundling up like falls a thing because it's definitely not a thing here down here in San Antonio. I'm I'm still uh, got sweat in places that has built up since July when I moved down here, and I just can't seem to shake it. Maybe maybe I'll get a little bit of, of relief from the sun at some point. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's been way too long, and I just cracked open a fresh bottle of uh, Tullamore Dew, so I've got the buttery, cookie, citrusy yumminess that is Irish whiskey, and I just so happen to be Irish, so that's a dynamic combination. And let's get this thing going. As long as you don't beat your wife, it's okay. Um... It goes the other way around. So <laughs> I've learned how to fold towels, and uh, I've learned how to like do the dishes just so. Um, she's got me trained up pretty good, so. She actually seems like that type of lady, so I get it. I, I married a Mexican lady, so. Can you uh, do an Irish accent for us, Maddie Moles? I, I cannot do an Irish accent. I'd struggle there. I, I, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Thunder fans, topic Thunder fans, you know, we mentioned a couple times, it's been a while. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I have been super duper depressed when it comes to just basketball in general, um, after we had our first round exit. Um, And I've had a lot of stuff happen in life. So is the rest of us. Um, So excuse us for our delay here. Um, We're working on it, you know, life happens. And, and I hope you guys all understand and still love and support us as much as we love and support all you guys out there. Um, But we want to talk some basketball, dang it. I mean, it's it's been long enough. Yeah, the Lakers won the dang championship. Whoop-de-freaking-do. Um, Tyler Hero choked it off, Dylan. I'm still very disappointed in him. 
Um, it's all his fault, right? Yeah, a, a first-round rookie should have drugged that team to game seven. Um, no, but really, without Goran, you know, without Dragic and Bam playing in those, you know, middle games, it was a wrap. I mean, they needed them both. So, um, as, as far as the NBA season goes, do you guys have any closing thoughts on it? Uh, I'll just say I think it was a wrap um, way before uh, we figured out who was in the finals. I, I think that this season was kind of destined for the Lakers to win um, back when AD got traded there. And then, at, you know, with the death of Kobe, you know, kind of not avenging his death, but in honor and in memoriam for him, I, I think that it was written in the stars that, you know, the Lakers were going to win. Yeah. And they yeah. should have won. Yeah. And they did win. Um, and they did win. <laughs> what about you, Moles? I still think it's shite. Uh, I, I picked the, the Heat there to win in six. In six and <laughs> it's, it's complete bullshit. I, I, look, seriously, like, Bam and Goran were huge losses. Yeah, right? they were. Like, they were legit, legit losses. And they honestly, like, yeah, game one didn't quite go the way that we thought or the way that I thought. But the rest of the series, like, I, I still maintain, I'll go to my grave saying that if, if both teams are, are full up, then that's, that's the Heat and six. But oh, that's man. fine. You know what? The Heat will probably be repping the Eastern Conference again next year. Yep. And probably the year after that with Giannis. So, um, <sighs> I, Whoa. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I just – they're going to get theirs. I'm not a Heat fan. I don't want anybody to think – even in the slightest that I'm a heat fan, but I did make a prediction that they would make the finals back in January yeah. just because I saw the potential that the team had and the way that they played and the way that they were a matchup nightmare for a lot of people. And bam, a lot of people were sleeping on bam before the playoffs started. And then they're starting to wake up on how good he is and how important he could be for a championship caliber team. Yep. Um, and he's the reason why we wanted to trade uh with the heat and and uh maybe send russell westbrook there instead of to houston if bam would have been involved in the trade then russell westbrook would have been playing alongside jimmy butler not james harden man and uh give it up to the nba though really i mean they did a hell of a job running that bubble Mm -hmm. um they kicked daniel house out for being a sleazebag which is pretty funny um the story that came out that they had a masseuse and I'm putting mm-hmm. that in air quotes. If you guys can see that um, a masseuse that was on site. I mean, the NBA really catered to the players with hairstyles catered. and jobs <laughs> and uh, pool parties and fishing. I mean, they, they literally got to live what I wish I lived the summers during college. So um, I only had one of those and it was hand jobs and it was only for myself. So it oh didn't my count. Gosh. Um, <laughs> So I know what this is getting rated. This is uh, <laughs> this is not a family oh, show God. anymore. Well, hey, you know, um, it's been a while, and I'm feeling a little frisky. <laughs> All right, you got Jerry over there talking about giving himself a handsy. I don't. It's, it's a little, little crazy up in here. <laughs> oh, oh man, I just like making Dylan turn red. It's actually probably one of my favorite things. How can you see it? I'm in the um, dark. Yeah, no, your nose looks like Rudolph right now. So. Um, I will take it. And Dylan's over here drinking from an old school Gatorade cup, it looks like. Brother, this is a zoo souvenir cup. Thank you. Oh, my, I like that. Oh. For my for my anniversary weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well. Um, no, but shout out to the NBA. That was really awesome. I'm glad that we got to put a close to the season. Um, even though it didn't go our way. Um 
And, you know, being a season ticket holder now, um, I don't know when the next season's going to start. It's freaking me the heck out because they are pulling my money out every month like clockwork. So, um, yeah, the Thunder will be back sometime. Um, really not a lot of Thunder topics, I would say. We've been sort of moving in silence like we normally do. Um, coaching being one of them, again, just like my dad, we don't know where he's at. We don't know who our next coach is. Um, Moles, I'm going to start with you, man. What, what do you think? Who do you think we're going to get as our coach? I mean, the the hot name that everybody's talking about right now is, is Atkinson, just because, like, he deserves to be somewhere, um, especially for a developmental team. You know, you think he'd be able to fit in and and really, you know, help help us create a culture that we want with our next wave of guys. Um, I, I, I've heard of uh, Vanterpool as being an option. It's I'm pretty interested. Like I thought that he might've been more of a, of an option for Indiana, but obviously like that's not going to happen. They, they apparently just like sticking with guys named Nate and that's going to hopefully work out for them in the future. But um, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of think, you know, Dylan, uh, Dolan, excuse me, uh, Stephen Dolan, you know, other member of the pod, says it's going to be somebody that we've never heard of, uh, potentially. Or, uh, and I think that's what they've been saying on, on Down to Dunk as well. And, um, and, like, I don't know, like, it's, it could literally be anyone at this point, And I don't think it's going to be that bad as long as it's not somebody completely incompetent. So I think the bar is set pretty low uh, because there are no expectations for championship or bust, right? Speak You're not yourself, trying to loser. keep. Yeah, hey, easy. <laughs> I was on the anti-tank. I was on the anti-tank uh, commander um, side of the house last year. Uh, I wasn't talking about any particular point guard's face that I didn't like, um, who we just acquired. <laughs> That's fine. Um, the the thing is, I think. I think it needs to be somebody that's going to be able to grow into the position that can grow with our, with our next wave of guys. Um, I don't think necessarily credibility around the league is that important right now. You can get somebody that's fresh Cassell. I mean, I thought Cassell would have been a hot name uh, out there. Sam Cassell, potentially I'm still maintaining that he could be an option in Houston. I know a lot of people are talking about Van Gundy and they're talking about Silas uh, potentially filling that spot for them. But um, I still think, I mean, Cassell's got ties there from, from everything I've heard. He's still, um, he still has dealings and stuff in Houston. He used to play there. He won championship there. So um, I think it's just a natural fit for him, especially knowing that maybe Van Gundy is out the window with Maury being gone. I think that that might've been a package deal. So um, maybe Furtada just saw that price tag and, and got a little bit of sticker shy. Yeah. Well, it's pronounced, it's pronounced for Tita. Okay. Emphasize the tit for tit. Okay. For Furtada, for Tita, whatever, whatever the pronunciation is for that breakfast food, it's, it's pretty cheap and it's not wanting to to pay a, an exorbitant price for a coach even though yeah. it's paying 90 million almost for its two stars so whatever like that's fine um it i i just all that's to say we don't exactly know yet but it's probably not going to be a coach that's super duper established and is going to have any type of championship aspirations right away 
Okay. What about you, Dale? Uh, yeah, I I put out a short list for who I think will be in the coaching hunt for the Thunder. Uh, Kenny Atkinson is obviously one of the hot names, like Maddie said. But I just – at the stage we're at, I don't think we're going to try to pay a lot of money for a head coach. And I Atkinson is a name that people know, and therefore I think that's a name that's going to demand a lucrative contract. So as much as I would like to see Kenny Atkinson here, I just don't see it happening. Uh, other than that, I had uh, Dan Craig, who's an assistant coach for Miami Heat, and uh, Will Hardy, assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs, which I think it has been reported um, that both of them have actually interviewed with the Thunder. So, you know, that's are that's we talking a little bit this year? Them. Yeah, this year. Okay, I didn't hear anything um, about that. I've been I sort of Twitter silent. Yeah, I forgot who said it about Will Hardy, but I know Dan Craig, the Miami Heat guy, it was a Miami Heat beat reporter that reported it. Um, but anyways, yeah, I had them, and then I had uh, Vanterpool. Willard and how Damian Willard kind of credits him with his growth and development as not just a player but as a leader on the court and I think that would be great for Shea Gildas Alexander and Kate um, Cunningham <laughs> Carson Cunningham if you asked here knew, but yeah uh, the other guy I had on there was Adrian Griffin just because I've seen that's a name that's been thrown around but yep. after I kind of looked into stuff uh, I, I don't think we're going to be hiring Adrian Griffin Google's your friend there as uh, Brett Dawson would say. Um, so I'm going to replace him with uh, Wes Unsell Jr. Um, he's kind of a name that people have been throwing around. I think right now he's an assistant coach for the Denver Nuggets. It's kind yeah. of an unknown guy, but uh, I think he'd be fun. And then, of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep champ- championing the AD to OKC, Antonio Daniels, uh, as the head coach. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it on here, but he was on Scoop's. Uh, mm-hmm. Scoot B, friend of the pod, Scoot B's Twitter, and he said that he would love to be a head coach someday. He'd love to have somebody give him that shot. And then he was like, would you like to come back to Oklahoma City? And he said, I love everything about Oklahoma City. I adore their fans. They're super passionate. They're knowledgeable. You know, They follow their team through thick and thin. Like, he couldn't say enough good things about Oklahoma City. He couldn't say enough good things about the organization. I'm just saying – yeah, it, it, it's possibility. And even if he doesn't become head coach, I think there might be a possibility that maybe he comes on as an assistant coach. I'll just could put happen. that out there. Very much I, could happen. Yeah, I would love that. And that's a really good interview. If you guys, if you guys need to look up, look up at Scoopy on Twitter. Um, and you should be able to find that, um, find that interview. It was, it was really good. It was really enlightening. Yeah. Okay. I haven't got to listen to it yet. I've really just detached myself from basketball since everything, um, unfortunately, but, uh, I'm going to be digging back in. It's about that time of the year. Well, usually I'd be digging back in like crazy, but whatever. Um, I, two years ago today, I was at the home opener. So we normally would be starting our season right about right now. That's um, yeah, in the nuts. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll get the bug back. And, you know, as far as coaches go, I'm going to go a little bit different than you guys. Um, I think Vin Babani has shown enough, and he's been very loyal to the organization, um, especially after everything is going on. He's a current assistant right now. Um, very, very analytical. 
Um, he can break down numbers. He's been behind Billy, who's a really good X's and O's guy. Um, and a, around a bunch of other defensive masterminds, you know, also with that. Um, my hopeful one is Mo. Um, I really, really, really want Mo. I just don't know how much money he would take to become a full-time coach, you know, head coach here. Um, I'm all about continuity and keeping what you got. Um, and, you know, just, just running with it. Um, just absolutely running with the, who you got already, especially when we're going to upturn, um, a lot of our roster during this off season. So, um, I'm going Vin or Mo Cheeks. I mean, one of the two. Um, and surprise, we got the Puerto Rican himself, Alex Roig. <laughs> oh. um, Alex, we're just okay. talking. He just he just snuck into the Zoom through the back door. Um, I did, yeah. But uh, that's how I do, Alex, that's how I do things. Yeah, is that your style? <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of videos online about Puerto Ricans and back doors. So. Um, <laughs> yikes um no so we're talking coaches uh we named off unselled uh ad antonio daniels um kenny atkinson uh mike hardy vanterpool will hardy will hardy sorry um my bad of the of the hardy boys yes of the hardy boys get it in paperback edition um and then you have anybody else on that list that you would add to or you have a hopeful uh what's the uh what's the guy from miami dan craig uh greg dan craig Craig. Uh, it's amazing how quickly the Dirk Nowitzki rumors died. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, like I, I completely agree with that group of guys. And then again, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Sam Presti just popped up somebody that we had never heard about, or that's you know on a staff somewhere that had never been mentioned for another job. You know, it's like I, I, I do think keeping with the San Antonio model and keeping with the San Antonio roots. I, I do like the, uh, the Will Hardy one. Um, and I, you know, even the Dan Craig one, Dan Craig, you know, from the, uh, from what, what's looking to start to be like a real good kind of coaching tree is, you know, the Spolster coaching tree now. Um, I don't know. Cowboy to coaching. Uh, yeah. From Prodigy. video coordinator, just you know, just looking at you know, looking at VHSs all the time to now coaching <laughs> Prodigy. You know, it's, it's a hell of a story. Like you know, I'm, I'm surprised, I'm surprised the Spolsa story hasn't been told more as far as him being number one. You know, like a Filipino type, you know, type that that background, yep. um, and just coming up from where he came. You know, I just figured it hasn't been that big of a of a, of a thing when it comes to his his story but uh but yeah i could definitely see that um i'm completely surprised that mike d'antoni hasn't been hired somewhere oh i think he's hanging it up y'all i think he's done he's like i'm you young whippersnappers i can't deal with you guys anymore i think he's done i don't think he's done i think he is he's gonna take a year off travel the world it'd be hilarious if he ends up back in houston (laughs) 
Oh, Lord. I was about to say, he's only got two choices now if he wants to head coach. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, like, it's kind of like – like, I I never understood – like, I I, I know he left. Um, You know, I know he left. Um, But, uh, you know, that team is made for D'Antoni. Like, having no center and playing small ball and, you know – Six seven seven seconds or less. That's that's all D'Antoni right there. Like, I don't. I, I can't see anybody else coaching that as successfully as his. Well, we'll see. We'll see on that. I mean, I don't think D'Antoni's coming back. I think out of the list that we have, it should be one of them. But we all know, like you said, Presty is a magician, and he just literally pulls crap out of a hat all the time and we're like oh okay well we'll deal with that um that's pretty sweet thanks sam yeah um but yeah it's uh it's definitely been interesting just to see us just sort of sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting um to hear you know about a coach whenever we're literally seeing everybody else in the league fill those vacancies fairly quickly um especially this early in the quote-unquote off season um which is good, but that's what's making me lean more and more as more time goes on, that it's an internal hire, that we're not going to have to get, quote, unquote, acclimated. Um, they're going to know who they're dealing with and vice versa. Um, so, you know. Who's the, one, who's the one that they mentioned? It was – what's his name? Uh, Vin? It's from the Thunderstaff. Yeah, Th- Vin Bonvani? No, 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 not Vin. No, no, no not, not Bavnani. Uh Keith? No, not, not Darko. Todd, no, yeah, Dave? Keith. There we go. Yeah, Keith. Oh, Brian Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Keith. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that I keep hearing. I just, I don't know. Just Vin in those glasses. I would love to see that on the sideline. That's all I'm saying. And that shiny head. Um, <laughs> I love me some Vin. Um, I love me some Coach Brian, too, before he left. I thought he would be a really good coach for us someday, also. But hey, he went and followed Mo. Yeah. Um, so. That happens. Um, I mean, other than that, that's all we really got on coaching. I think it's pretty fair to say that's what anybody has on coaching right now. We don't what, know. What are y'all's prediction on – because I've already said Cassell because I'm going to double down on that. Who ends up the coach oh, in Houston? Van Gundy. You think really? it's going to be Jeff? Yeah. Okay. You know, I would have figured like, you know, there was so much, there was so much smoke last week, you know, at the end of last week about Van Gundy and it hasn't happened yet. Like, I, I wonder if things fell apart. Um, I, I would go, I would also go Van Gundy, but if that has fallen apart, um, I think I would go Wes Unsell Jr. See, I think if it's, if Van Gundy doesn't get it, I think it's Silas. Got to keep them Texas yeah, boys true. together. You know what I mean? And coming down yeah. out of the Carlisle tree, that's not a bad tree to fall out of either. So, um, no, that's not. well, <laughs> we'll see, Thunder fans. We'll just see. None of us know. <laughs> um, and I'm so, sure. Uh, so the, the question, the question, the question is who, who gets a coach first, Houston or OKC? Houston. I think Houston. Yeah. I think OKC is kind of waiting to see where the chips fall. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, 
So we shall see, Thunder fans. We shall see. And I'm sure we will try to have a quote-unquote emergency pod when that does happen so we can all give each other virtual hugs and cry about it um, along with you guys and gripe about stuff we don't like, but we'll figure it out. Um, The next sort of big Thunder news um, has been the Gallo tweet. Um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I woke up that morning. I was like, man, I'm in my feelings already. Like, it's way too early to be feeling this sad. Like, come on, I just woke up. Um, But I'm just going to start off on this one. I totally can understand Danilo's position here. And I have to just absolutely respect it. This man has literally been traded everywhere he goes. You know what I'm saying? Since the beginning of his career. And he's literally lit the chips fall in everybody else's hands. And this is the time where he could really, 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 really make his own decision. You know what I mean? And put himself in a position that he wants to be at. Um, And I totally respect it. Like I'm not even mad, you know, at all. I think the KD thing really made me callous to everybody else's decision to leave us, which is a good thing because I'm probably over-exaggerating a little bit. Um, But Wherever Danilo goes, I'm going to support the guy. I mean, he's just been amazing with our young guys. He was just a great guy on our team. Um, the memes we got out of his nipples were just more than worth it in, you know, in gold. Um, I mean, it, he's just he's just a good guy, man. I used to have like such like a hate for him just because anytime we played him, he would cook us and just to realize that he can literally cook any team out there whenever his shot's falling. Like that's just who he is as a player. Um, even though he looks like he's moving like a sloth whenever he's out there. Um, but I mean, I love him and I, I wish him the best um, hot take. I still think he's going to do a sign in trade for us. So somebody else who wants to step in, I'm going to start with Dylan actually i don't know man uh, i mean that that tweet i was thinking sign and trade the whole time especially because we didn't kind of force him to go to the heat um at the trade deadline we kind of left it in his hands to you know make the decision on on himself because you know they they didn't want to assign him to a multi-year extension or something like that because they wanted to have their cat space free in 2021 so yeah you know, I, I think when you do right by players, then a lot of the times they'll try to do right by you if they can. Um, but I don't know, man. That was just – I mean, he's obviously weird on social media, but that tweet was super ominous. Um, you know, just kind of saying, like, you know, where should I go next? And, yeah, we could be reading too much into it. I mean, it's the off season. There's not, not much to talk about. So, you know, it, it could just be something for us to freak out about. But – I don't know, man. I I don't feel great about it now. <laughs> about the the sign in trade, mostly. Yeah, about sign in trade. I, okay. I think he might just try to, you know. I mean, gosh, I don't know. He might go to New York if somewhere's like if somewhere's gonna drop a bag on him, he might just go there. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, there's something that he said. Uh, he got interviewed, also. You know, other than this tweet, he got interviewed, and he said something along the lines, and and this isn't a quote or anything, but he was like. I'm not getting any younger. I want to win a championship. There's nothing more important to me than winning that winning a ring. So, I mean, just right off the top, it's going to be a contender. And then 
whenever I look at the short list, though, of said contenders, especially going into next year, all of them, yeah, they would have to do a sign-in trade. You know what I mean? Like, you would Mm -hmm. absolutely have to. So I think that that benefits us all the way. Um, especially if he's really serious about getting a ring. It's it's sort of like, and we'll get into that here in a second, the Chris Paul stuff. You know what I mean? I think it falls underneath those same lines here. Like, we're getting something out of you. You know what I mean? Just because of the cap space and what's going on with it. Because if you want to go sit on a lottery team, fine. Cool. Go have fun. But um, if you're serious, you're going to have to, you know, scratch our back a little bit too. Um what else? What other opinions we got? I mean, so you I'm talked yelling, about this. Go ahead. No, I'm okay. I'll, I'll go, go real go fast. Go I, go I, I'd say like, go Maddie. I'd say that. Um, <laughs> I'm Maddie. Go. Okay. Thanks. I've got the green light three times. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I think, I think what you said earlier about this is kind of the first time he's gotten to, to really kind of direct his own path to create his own adventure that actually to me leads more into a sign and trade because it opens up more possibilities of, of specific teams. Most teams that are competitive that would win a title or that could compete for a title don't have cap space. And so that, I think, I think that that fits perfectly for us. Um, Anything we can get that's not putting us in cap hell, that's going to, you know, or eat up more of our cap than we could use for other resources. Then. Yeah. I mean, even a second rounder is better than nothing. I would certainly hope for a first rounder, but um, yeah, I, I, I actually think that with his tweet and with what, what you just said, that actually increases our chances of a sign in trade. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I completely agree. Like, like with that, you know, that, that tweet along with the interview about him not getting any younger um, and, and, you know, wanting, wanting to compete for a title, um, I, I kind of took it that I, I, I kind of took that twofold because number one, he's getting older, and so yeah, he does want to compete for a title. He does want you know want want that chance um, to compete at that level, um, but at the same time, he's you know about to start a family. You know his his girl is pregnant. I don't know if that's his wife or his fiance, but and so you know you kind of mm-hmm. want to get that last bag because I don't think I don't know if he has too many more contracts after this, um, and so. You know the best way, the best way to go ahead and get that all within the same realm is to go ahead and do a sign and trade because, like everybody on this podcast has said, those contending teams don't have cap space, and he's gonna want, he's gonna command at least. What do y'all think? At the 18. lowest twelve. Yeah, I'd say yeah, eighteen the on the high 18, end. Twenty. Yeah, twelve to eighteen, so fifteen probably. You know, probably in the middle, and so he's probably gonna command like a three-year deal. Um, and so you're looking at, you know, three years, 45 million, three years, you know, 54 million at the highest. Um, and so definitely, I, I think the, the best way to accommodate that is to do a, a sign and trade. And you know what, if we get, you know, I, I would think that we would maybe want like a project young player, you know, maybe somebody, you know, some contending team <laughs> the running away. <laughs> yeah, oh, something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Philly, Philly would love to have him. Believe yeah. you me. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But but even even like Matisse, I think you know Matisse is a big part of their rotation. I you know I'd take a shot at Zaire Smith. I mean, just yeah. give me somebody young, give me a couple, you know, a second rounder here or there, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. I, mean, I, okay. I never thought we were gonna. I never thought we were gonna extract 
big time value from from Gallo. And you know, never thought we'd extract like a lottery pick or anything like that. Wow. Um, and so, unless we package him up, I'm okay. Yeah, we could package it up on draft night, but we'll see. We haven't been too active on draft night the last couple of years, except for trading back. So, um, well, we haven't had to be. Well, true that, true that. We haven't had any first round picks, and I don't know how long. So, um, I need to go ahead and hit up the Oklahoma City University Registrar's Office and see if his baby mama re-enrolled for law school, because um, that was that was one thing that I knew that he wasn't leaving this past year is because she was in law school. What are you going to do? Leave? And just be like, oh yeah, you're not gonna be a lawyer this year. Just deal with it. Yeah. Um, especially. Or you could stay. Or you could stay here, and I'm going to Miami. Oh, whatever. He'd be a bad That's husband true. or baby daddy on that. So. No, um, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, that wouldn't go over too well either. <laughs> no, but um, whatever happens with Gallo, I, I I think I can speak for everyone and just say thank you for being a team player. Thank you for accepting the role that you did. Thank you for embracing not only this team, but the city, the name across your chest and really busting your butt, you know, night in and night out um, and staying healthy. I think this is this is healthiest year ever. Uh, if I and like, and I'm not even trying to be funny about that, but I honestly think it was. Um, so uh, kudos to you, Gallo. Um, all right. So we have some bait and um, that's bait. Yeah, it's it's well. This is bigger bait right here. We're catching big fish with this next one. Um, there's literally been 1,763 different trade scenarios I've seen on Twitter um, with Chris Paul. I've seen anywhere from two team trades to five team trades on this thing. Um, I've seen every type of way to move the money around to move them to certain teams. Um, Jesus, you know what I mean? I never thought if we roll back this thing 365-ish plus more days to it that I would be talking today about getting more value out of Chris Paul than what we traded him for a year older and a lot more miles on those feet. Um, and it's just I – mean, You remember – you, you, you remember when we first got him, everybody said that we were going to have to attach one of the uh, the, the draft first. picks that we yeah. obtained from Paul George to get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, and I was okay with it. I was perfectly okay with it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Get a stupid face out of here. Um, and now I'm just like, I'm going to miss a stupid face. Um, now you're the one with the stupid face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, brings you, back- now you got the, uh, the sponge. The SpongeBob face, like the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm a head out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, Chris Paul trades. Uh, I'm gonna start with Dylan again. Dylan, what's like your best trade Paul trade? Chris Paul trade scenario. Uh. I don't know specifically just because like there's so many different teams like you were saying like there's been a million different trade scenarios on twitter i would say as far as his value goes i think uh, a first rounder and a young player and then salaries to match if we can get that i'm i'm thrilled with that return okay. um you know new york has been a big name that everybody's talking about uh, Milwaukee is another team that people have talked about. Uh, 
you know, Phoenix has been thrown out there. I mean, there's been all kinds of things. And now the Lakers are being thrown out there, even though they they really don't have much to give out in, in terms of, uh, you know, getting a guy like Chris Paul. But, yeah, I, I don't know specifically. I mean, you know, if you want specific trade scenarios, just scroll on Twitter for five minutes. You'll find one. But <laughs> I, I think, you know, a first young player and then just salaries to match, I would be, I'd be thrilled with that. Okay. I like that. Uh, Alex, what do you think? I mean, I think you know. I think the one that makes the most sense is is New York. Um, you know, just because they have assets. You know, they have the Dallas picks in the future. They have, you know, they have the Charlotte picks, the Charlotte second rounders um, this year and next year. Which I mean, we're we're wanting we're wanting first rounders, yes. Um, but if you're gonna get a second rounder you know, get you a second rounder that's, you know, one of the first five picks of the second round because those are extremely valuable. Yeah. Um, you know, so get you those, get you, you know, get, get you a couple players, maybe a couple young players like Knox or Nilakina or Dennis Smith Jr. that maybe you just throw out there and say, you know, what do we have with them? And, you know, especially like Nilakina and, and Dennis Smith Jr., you know, if they pan out to do to be something, if they pan out to be anything, um, number one, you got their bird rights, but number two, what is that? Don't be doing that on live, live podcasting, man. But, uh, but number two, honestly, you can probably sign them on the cheap as far as an extension. You know, they're, they're not, you know, they're not high valued players. They're not going to be commanding some, you know, 12 million plus per year type extension. So you can probably sign them for like, you know, six, seven million for two years per year. And that's fine for, for a rebuilding team with young players. That's fine with us. Um, so I think New York is probably the best thing. Now, does Chris want to go to New York? That's the question. Like, if Chris wants to contend for a championship, I don't know if New York is the best avenue to do that. It's definitely um, not, so, Alex. I'm hot take here. Yeah. New York is not the place to be if you're trying to win a championship anytime soon. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think – I think a lot like, like Chris Paul and a lot like Paul, I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry, a lot like Russell Westbrook and a lot like Paul George. I think Chris Paul is a player that we're going to try to accommodate as best as possible um, to get him a place that he wants to go because, you know, he, he came in this year and he bought in and he showed those young, you know, he showed the young guys how the, how to be a professional, how to play, how to compete. Um, and I think the, I, I, you know, I think, I, I think Presty will reward that with a lot more, hey, where do you want to go? And let's try to make this work to benefit you as much as possible while also benefiting us, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, before, uh, or right around when quarantine was starting, whenever the NBA was suspended, Chris Paul was on the All the Smoke podcast with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. And he actually talked about, like, you know, when I was younger, that's all I thought about. I was hungry for a championship. I wanted a championship. and I needed that to validate my career. He's like, you know, as I've gotten older and I've gone through the league, you know, I have my kids, I have my wife, I have my family. I don't need that to validate me as a player or anything like that anymore. Like, I know who I am as a player. I know what I've done. and I'm confident in what I've done. And so that's not as important to me as it used to be. So, I don't know. Like, you know, everybody wants to kind of send Chris Paul to a contender because we think that's what he wants. And obviously I don't think he's going to go kicking and screaming if he has a chance to win a ring, but 
I don't know if that's his number one priority at this time in his career, according to him, you know. Yeah, no, I uh, I remember that actually, and I did not even take that into account at all. And it's probably a lot more true than what I was giving it credit for. Um, Moles, what do you think? So, first of all, um, a lot of people are trying to take Chris Paul back to L.A. to play for the Lakers or to play for the Clippers, right? I mean, those are both the teams in L.A. But um, predominantly the Lakers right now since they just won the title. I want to be on record. I want no part of, like, Kyle Kuzma and a bunch of hot garbage. I don't. <laughs> and they don't have any other assets either, right? They really don't. Um, so, like, I want no part of that, like – six guys to make salaries work and the centerpiece is Kyle Kuzma. Like that just doesn't, you know, that like maybe, maybe I am misjudging Kuzma, but I feel like he's kind of got the bright lights of Los Angeles on him. And even if he turned out to be kind of a, a type of player, we would want to be with us moving forward. He would always have that draw to a bigger city. I, I just I I feel that kind of deep down. I feel like if he doesn't stick with the Lakers, that he's gonna he's gonna you know stay somewhere in California. Who knows? Maybe he would try to go to Miami. Maybe he would try to go to New York if they turn that around a little bit. I just I feel like probably the bright lights are gonna be a bigger deal for him than maybe some other people. And that's you know that's not what we're about. Obviously in Oklahoma City. Um, so so and. Honestly, I don't know that he's a, a good enough piece that we would have him there and we would like not try to bring in a three or a four potentially to take the spot where he'd be playing. So not really interested in Kuzma. I do think that there's a little bit of smoke there for sure with Chris Paul potentially going to play in Los Angeles with his buddy LeBron. Um, but honestly, I, I think people talk about, well, banana boat this and buddy that. Chris Paul's got a lot of friends around the entirety of the league. I, I think it's pretty evident with how he was able to get a lot of guys to rally around the bubble idea and get a lot of organizations to buy in. I think he's got a lot of pull and most organizations would probably love to have Chris Paul. And I think a lot of people would like to play alongside Chris Paul if their name's not like James Harden or Blake Griffin. So um, I, I, I think that pretty much Chris Paul, he's not blacklisted, you know, very many places around the league because of that. Um, and I think with how he handled himself in Oklahoma city and with the bubble that opens a lot of opportunities up. So that's, okay. that's the first thing to be said because a lot of attack was on Chris Paul's character, you know, didn't work in lob city, didn't work in Houston. The common denominator is Chris Paul. And maybe the common denominator was just like front offices, not exactly knowing what they're doing. Right. Um, and, and maybe just pieces didn't fit well. So there's that. Um, I think the, uh, that New York makes a lot of sense, right? Leon Rose was his former agent, and he's a mm -hmm. prominent member of the Knicks organization. Still thinks highly of Chris Paul. I think he probably thinks, after looking at what Chris Paul did in Oklahoma City, he's like, we're in New York. You know, we could make that. We could replicate that in the Eastern Conference, what Oklahoma City was able to do with their 0.2% chance of making the playoffs, right? Chris Paul looks great. I will... I will buy him all the plant burgers that I can get my hands on. Like it's, we're going to make this thing work. They've got the salaries to match. It doesn't look like Randall's going to be a thing for them moving forward. They signed 48 point power forwards anyway. 
um, last offseason. So they're going to package a couple. Portis is probably out of there, Taj. You know, I mean, they've got the pieces to move for sure. I don't know that we could get eight in the deal. I definitely think that Knox is is somebody that we could get if we want him. Uh, Tilakina, Smith Jr., I think we can get one or two of those three for sure. R.J. Barrett's off the table for sure. Um, I've seen some people put that out there. That's not really feasible. And then, of course, those other picks you talked about. So one thing with Chris Paul is he had a big impact in the bubble. And I think he's wanting to take more of a prominent role as far as – I don't want to say activism because some people have a negative connotation with that, but taking a more prominent role in like social issues and being able to make his platform larger than just the game of basketball. And what, what better place can you do that than basketball Mecca in New York city in a place that you have a marketing company that you've, that you've put there a headquarters that you've put there, that you have a prominent role in there in New York city. I just think a lot of the things line up for, for Chris Paul to end up in New York. And then in basketball, since it does make sense, right? You want to establish a, a positive culture. Uh, Dolan's got a stink on him around the league, and that's Chris Paul is somebody that can help remedy a lot of that. You need star power to kind of go against Kyrie and Kevin Durant that are playing in Brooklyn, that both of those guys shun the opportunity to go play in New York. Um, they thought that they're going to have Kyrie and KD and Zion going into last year, they thought they were going to bring all those guys in. They whiffed on all of them as New York has done. So Chris Paul could do a lot to change the trajectory of that team. I just think that they're going to do a lot that they can do to bring Chris Paul in. But I do think there's going to be a bit of a bidding war for his services. And that's a fit. Chris Paul will sign on and it will get us the maximum value back. So I'm saying Chris Paul there. I don't know that we can get the eight. Maybe we package another pick and can get the eight. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I stand. All right. So I'm about to blow y'all's mind for a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got two dark horses that I really think that he can end up in either one of them. I'm going to start with my very first dark horse, San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Ooh, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan's not happy there at all. Yeah. You, okay. you said you didn't want to go back. Yeah. So, they have a huge need to come up off of that salary fairly quickly, considering the fact that they really can't move him anywhere else, you know, as far as uh, bigger markets, whatever. Um, San Antonio's got him. And, you know, I actually went and pulled up, you know, the rest of the salaries out there. Um, we could package up like a Samantic right? That would be a pretty good one to fill the salary a little bit more. Um, Derek White, they only have on contract through next year. Yes, granted, he's coming up off that injury, but the kid looked like a freaking stud before the injury, and after he came back a little bit, he was looking pretty good. Um, are, you sure, are you sure you're not talking about DeJounte Murray? Am I thinking – Derek White, I thought, got hurt too this past season at the beginning of the year. I swear he did. Um, maybe he didn't. And if he didn't, then maybe I'm getting them too confused as far as that goes, but the money still matches up. Um, I don't think Deontay's going anywhere. Lonnie Walker's not going anywhere. Um, but just to put it out there, we can make the, the salaries match fairly easily with San Antonio and that DeRozan contract. Um, 
and maybe put Chris because he's stated that he wanted to be a coach in the past, put him with pop for a little bit and that all-star crew down there to really get him ready for that next step in his life. Um, the other one is the Miami heat. Okay. Um, they could technically do a sign in trade with Drogic. Um, we would want it to only be two years just because that would fill out the timeline for Chris Paul's contract. Um, but they have some other filler that they can get in there too. Um, and I don't know how they would do it. I, love I, Hero. I, I wish, uh-huh. I wish, Please. but, um, but in all honesty, I think that for as much as a good team that they are, they could be that much better with a Chris Paul on the floor running their point. Um, as, as good as Bam is at being point center, um, having that in a screen and roll with Chris, a bang, a, being able to facilitate. I mean, we saw what he was able to do with just a bunch of young guys in Danilo, you know, this past season. You put him with the Jimmy Butler, some of these other names that they have around uh, Miami, I think that it could happen. Um, but I think we're all still just grasping at straws. Um, respectfully, uh, we all don't know what the hell we're talking about um, when it all comes down to it. And these are just some ideas that we have. Um, but I think the uh, I think the impetus for uh, for the Miami trade is that he has two years left, and after is it after this season or after next season? Uh, after yeah, after this cu- upcoming season, Giannis is uh, Giannis is the free agent. And so, you know, if they want to have cap space for Giannis, um, having Chris Paul there would be an issue Yep. as far as the money availability. And I, that, that's why I've been sold out on it to begin with, just because him and Middleton are making way too much. One of the Lopez brothers is making a crap ton. I forget which one. Um, yeah, he's making a crap ton. You got Bledsoe making a crap ton. Um, for his level, you know what I mean? Whenever I'm saying that, not like it's a max contract or anything, but um, I just don't think the timing's not right in Milwaukee. I think they pretty much got to just hope for some mid-level exceptions and a bunch of vet men guys and calling it a day there. Um, but, you know, that's just all of our opinions, and they all stink. Hey, let me ask you this, though, on the Spurs. So I, I went to trade NBA to, you know, just kind of mess with it because I, I haven't even really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but DeMar, uh, the Spurs have enough cut space. They can take Chris Paul for DeMar straight up. Obviously, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, but they have the 11th pick in this year's draft. And obviously, you know, when I was saying, you know, get a first, uh, a young player, and then a contract to match, do you think they would do Chris Paul and the Nuggets pick that we own this year? for DeMar DeRozan, Keldon Johnson, and the number 11 pick? I could see it happening, in all honesty, just because of, of where the Spurs are at right now. LaMarcus Aldridge, where he's at, he needs a true point guard, and I think that they could be a hell of a lot better with a true point mm-hmm. guard. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's actually doable, you know what I mean, whenever you're just looking at the schematics of it um, mm-hmm. and the money side of it. But I just – like I said, I think the thing why I'm calling that a dark horse is because DeMar has been vocal about getting the heck out of there. You know what I mean? He's been very vocal about it. And if we know anything about the Spurs, they don't buy people out. Yeah. They don't. 
You know what I mean? Like, we're going to trade your butt out of here and we're going to get something back for you. We don't care. You know what I mean? It's either that or you're going to sit on the bench the whole season. You know, we watched that with Kawhi. Um, so, you know, I, I, I honestly think the Spurs could be a very viable option that not a lot of people have talked about yet. Um, there's been a lot more noise around more quote unquote contenders um, or just bottom of the barrel teams. And I think this would be a really good, like I said, it'd be a good fit for a lot of different reasons. Um, yeah, they could also duplicate the three guard lineup that we ran in OKC yep. with Derek White and John T. Murray. So yep. yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Jerry. I, I like it. Let's, let's get it done. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I really like that too, actually, just getting DeMar, um, moving him over to the three, keeping Shay. Um, who knows what happens with Dennis one way or another, we'll figure it out this off season. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of moves that we can make, you know what I mean? And we just got to hope Presty pulls the right levers this, you know, over the next what year really. Um, to put us in prime position for the next three years after that um, to be a really, really, really strong contender. Um, so I have I have one desperation team that I think completely fits everything that we need and would – I think they would, number one, benefit and, number two, relish in having Chris Paul there. Um, and that's the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns are – they really so number one, they really want to make the playoffs, and I think they had a taste of that in the bubble this past season, this past you know season in Orlando. Um, number two, I think Monty Williams is a type of coach that him and Chris Paul can really vibe together and create a culture and create something that um, is very positive and very sustainable. And number three, they have a lot of pressure when it comes to Devin Booker and wanting to keep Devin Booker happy because Devin Booker, you know, you're, you're only as faithful as your options. And, you know, you have his best friends all playing together in Minnesota. And I know Minnesota is another team that they're very desperate also. And so if, if, if Phoenix wants to keep Booker happy in Phoenix, um, they're going to have to probably get somebody like Chris Paul to number one, set that culture in the, in, in the right direction, teach them how to lead, you know, teach them how to win in the NBA the correct way, um, and then kind of, you know, be a damn good player, a damn good point guard to help lead them. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at their salaries, when you look at the possibilities with them, you have it made right there when you're talking about Oubre and you're talking about Rubio. Oubre is a good player. He didn't play in the bubble. And so as far as needing him, maybe Phoenix looks at him and says, hey, you know, we did all this without Oubre. We don't necessarily need him, you know, in our future. He's coming up on an extension. Um, and so, you know, they go ahead and trade him, trade Rubio, you know, give us a pick or two. Give me camera pain. Give me camera pain back, all right? I need my dance moves. Uh, no. Please, give me my dance moves back. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the throw-up emoji right there. Sorry. He's a free agent, I'm pretty sure. You can just sign him to that man. Oh, no. no. He's, he's, I think he's got a two-year deal. He's got a two-year deal. Yeah, he's through yeah. next year. Um, no, but I, I just pulled up the salaries real quick, and, yeah, it would be an Ubre, a Rubio, because um, they, they have to get the salaries to match if I'm thinking right, you know, with the cap and everything going into next year. Um, 
because they're going to be – they should. They look like a tax team right now. Um, I might be off a little bit. I'm not a – you know, I'm not perfect here on this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. Capologist? No, I, I'm no, I'm no Brandon. Um, no bird rights NBA. Um, but I, I like kind of some of the young guys that we could get from these guys. Um, Hakobo, uh, um, I mean, mm-hmm. God forbid they give us Michael Bridges. I'll take that. Um, or Cam Johnson. Yeah, they, they got a bunch of just. Oh, Tyranny would do a backflip. Yeah, they, they got a lot. They got a lot of bait that we can go after there. So I like that one too. I, I really do. It's just, we'll see. You know what I mean? We'll just have to wait and see what Sam decides to pull out. Um, all right, Dylan. Oh, Maddie. So uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, somebody who, uh, to add. Uh, Darius Stan on Twitter. He actually came up with a nice three-way trade that includes Oklahoma City and the Suns, but also includes Golden State. Um, so it, it does involve Chris Paul going to Phoenix. Chris Paul, Terrence Ferguson, and the 2023 first rounder from Miami going to Phoenix. A lot of, Ricky, lot of Rubio, Ricky Rubio Andrew Wiggins in the number two pick this year coming to Oklahoma City. Kelly Oubre, Dennis Schroeder, pick 10 coming from the Suns, and then uh, the Denver pick this year also all going to the Warriors. So the Warriors drop down eight spots, get two guys for their rotation, pick up an additional first rounder, and all it really cost them was the number two pick this year, obviously, because they're dropping down, and then they're getting out of Wiggins' contract. I think so that makes a lot of sense for them. If I'm any, any other GM in the league, I am making the Warriors sit on that egg. I'm making them do it um, because they have never had success in the draft as far as lottery picks. They never have. If you really go back through history, the, all their guys have been mid to late draft picks that have just panned out, you know what I mean, and have just gelled together just right. So um, I hate the Warriors. I will always hit the Warriors. I don't want us to trade anything with him. Curry and Thompson were both uh, lottery picks. No, Curry was not a lottery pick. No, I thought he was like Like seven or eight. eight. No, he was picked after after Johnny Flynn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And before, and before, I guess he was. Yeah, he was number seven. Okay. Well, never mind. Never mind. I'll eat my words there. Thompson. I think Thompson was like number twelve or number thirteen. Okay, uh, I think he's somewhere in there. Other than them two, all right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he was, uh, other than those two Hall of Famers. Yeah, but no, I but think they had great success. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They they did. All right. Whatever. But I'm not trading with them. Then I'm going to make them sit on uh, the egg regardless. But I I think that makes us better. We can't afford to have animosity right now and hold grudges when we're trying yeah. to rebuild. Like we got to be in the best. Look, the Warriors could win the next three titles, and I'm not going to lose any sleep because Oklahoma City's not in contention now. I'm going to lose a lot of sleep because I can't stand their faces. Um, it, any of them. It, it, hey, it, if, if the Warriors faces, win man. more titles, that means that 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 Kevin Durant doesn't win the title. That's who I really hate. Okay, you hate the Warriors. My level of hate for Kevin Durant is above that. You got a valid um, point there. I mean, what did yeah. what did y'all think of that deal, though? I mean, does that make? I think that makes sense for all parties involved. 
the thing that I don't like is that we're getting rid of a point guard and there's no point guard coming back to us. And I am not Ricky Rubio. Okay. Okay. I missed that part. I'm sorry. Um, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with Ricky for a year or two then. Um, I'm just not, I don't think Shay's ready to take over all ball handling capabilities just yet. So See, this is my thing with Shay. Like, I, I agree with you. I don't think, like, he's ready to be, like, an elite point guard. And if there's an apologist for Shea Gildas-Alexander, it me. Yeah. But <laughs> I I think that that's what his future is. And we don't have any aspirations next year. And I think in order for Shea to reach what he's going to reach and for us to reach the peak that we're going to reach, Shea's going to have to have the ball in his hands. That's why I'm so much for – shipping out Chris Paul, maybe even shipping out Dennis Schroeder because I want the ball in Shea's hands as much as he can so he can make those mistakes and he can grow and he can learn from them and he can develop into the ball handler that we've seen flashes, but, you know, so he can fully develop into um, the ball handler and the playmaker that we know he can't be. Well, I yes, yeah, so, I could see so, a, a so lot I of think, those points. I, I, think with, I think with that trade – I honestly think that we gave we give up too much just for the number two pick. So you you're basically giving up, you know, Struder and Chris Paul for Wiggins number two and what else? Um, and Ricky and Rubio. Rubio. Rubio, we could probably flip for a late first pretty easily. Oh uh, no, he's got two years, mm-hmm. seventeen million per year. It's he actually played pretty well last year. There are other teams that might need a point guard, um, mm. and you never know with injuries and stuff. I like, just, I just, I'm, I've never been sold on Ricky. I've always thought he was overrated since the day he got into the league. That's just me, though. I mean, that's my I mean, bias. That's a, I don't know. No, I, I, you're not wrong. You know what I'm saying with your schematics at all. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. You know what I mean? That's just my own personal heebie-jeebies about the guy. Mm. Um, no, but that's. I mean, that's a pretty cool one. I mean, that would be okay, even though I hate to trade with the Warriors. But, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of choices this offseason, um, if you guys haven't picked up on that at all. Um, yeah. Lots and lots and lots of choices, lots and lots of moves. Um, I think we're finally going to go underneath the cap next year, maybe, after – is it next year that we project to go underneath the cap finally for the first time in, like – yeah, depending years. on who we get this rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this season probably. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, we don't have to sit there and pay extra hey, money. So, so I have a question. So draft season's coming up. It's coming up in less than a month. And so Woo! let's say we somehow ended up with the with the number two pick. Who do you guys want with the number two pick? Trade it. Really? James. Yep. Trade it. James Wise, man. Nah. See, I want. Um, if he's there, I would rather have Lamelo Ball just because I think he has a higher ceiling than anybody else in the draft. That's really? me right there. But I, the reason why I'm saying get rid of it is there's that 16 year old in France. And I want all the assets to be able to trade up for that kid. Wimbanya. Yeah, I don't Victor. care what his name is. Um, Victor. Victor. But I want all the assets to make sure I can score that again. I need a KD 2.0, and hopefully he's less snake 
and has more heart than that spineless bastard. Um, <laughs> he's well. I think he's. I think he's more. He's more unicorn 2.0. He's seven three. I mean, it's pretty much like kind of the same as Perzingis. I think. No, he moves a lot better than Perzingis, no, in my opinion. He's a, he's a lot more fluid. Yeah, he's a lot yeah. more fluid his movement. Yeah, he's he's he can move so much better. Zingas is amazing. I love the unicorn. Don't get me wrong, but th- this kid is going to be something else whenever he hits the league and he he feels into his body. Um, he's going to be I mean, one. So, it, was so, it was so it was so crazy. Like you see that video where he's going against Gobert, and like Gobert towers over most people in the NBA, and this guy was just basically looking at him just face to face as far as facing him and he was he was putting kd moves on gobert yeah yeah and i i'm okay with that i i want all of that all the way and um i'm willing to wait another what do we have to wait this year for sure i think it's just two, this, two is it two years um it yeah, just depends okay all right but it just depends on when the season starts and all that other crap so um yeah i want that kid so bad like I'm willing to wait another, like I said, two years for that kid. Um, especially if we have some assets to move around and to fortify and make sure that we get somebody like that. Um, Cause that is, that's a generational kid right there. And that's, you just don't have that at 16 freaking years old. You just don't <laughs> like, you're not supposed to be able to do that stuff at 16 and um, be that tall and big. So I want seven, three at six. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's stupid. I, I want all of it. Um, but we'll see. You know what I mean? I just – I'm not even that excited about this draft, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. Like, I'm just – I'm, I'm not, not either. It scares the crap out of me, honestly. Yeah, like, it's just not there, – there's not too much appeal out there. Not being able to see – I think not having March Madness and being able to see, like – because to me, that's what cuts – you know, that's what gets the chafe out. You know what I mean? Like – you can tell it was like Montrez Harrell during that, you know, that run that Louisville had his senior year. I was like, this kid is going to be a stud someday. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. And he wasn't even high on any draft boards at all. You know what I mean? He was like at the end, I was like, this kid's going to be a stud someday. He just does all the right things. Um, And not having that, you know, that stage to look at and watch these kids play through. um, It's a, it's hard to gauge it all. You know what I mean? Like we're literally going off of what? No games. Well, a few games rather. 20, 20 games at most. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them being non-conference games against, you know, division three schools out in the country. Like I, there's just not too much that gets me really, really excited about it. Um, like I said, I, I'm willing to pass on everything. Like get them out of here. You know what I'm saying? Just run with what we got this year. And, um, save it up for the year after you know what i mean just hoard them all so, down the so road. I'm, I'm petrified i'm petrified of like picks one through three like i would be petrified of those picks because there's no star quality type player that's that's a known right now you know no players known but you know lebron zion you know what you you know you're expecting greatness from them um but if we're the, you know, if we're a rebuilding team, I also don't want to stay at 25 either. Like if we can go up to about eight, from eight to about 18, I think that's the perfect place for the Thunder to kind of pick a, you know, at least one player in that range. 
Um, I just think 25, by the time you get 25, you can probably get some value out of it as far as maybe getting a role player or something like that. Um, maybe. But your, yeah, your, your chances, your chances to get maybe a, a, a full on 10 year starter or something like that in the NBA goes down significantly as you head into the twenties. See, um, and, so, and I'm going to disagree with that just because we have Sam, right. And Sam, got me back after this, you know, this last draft, he totally had me given getting the full confidence again. I mean, to literally pull Baisley and Dort out of your rear end in the second round and undrafted, you know what I mean? Both of those. Baisley was first round, bro. Was he? Oh, he was that. The, the, yeah. He yeah, was at the we, back we, end. I'm sorry. We I'm traded, sorry. we traded, we traded the pick that was uh, Clark. Yeah. Moved Brandon back a little Clark, bit and we got yeah. Baisley. That's that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, that was I drank a lot that night. Alex can attest to that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <he did. laughs> um, but uh, by, by the time by the time we got to our pick, he was he was gone. Yeah. Um, that was that was the um, that was in person, right? Like yeah, yeah. When we were still like hanging yeah. out with strangers without masks and all that stuff. Yeah, but the good old days. Yeah, true that. Um, oh. Good old days. The good old days. No, but but I honestly have a lot of faith in Sam Presti and that team. And then we just got that amazing scout, too, um, signed on. So, like, I'm okay with, with falling back a little bit further, and I still think we could be super successful with it. Um, but that's just me. That's just me. Don't, uh, don't, don't hate me too much for that. Um, Dylan, Shay or nay, let's get it. Hmm. All right, so Monday for the week, uh, as most of you guys know, I saw on Twitter, uh, well, Chelsea, my wife, is pregnant. She's 28 weeks. Uh, that is not prime delivery time for a baby. However, our baby was trying very vigorously to be born uh, late Sunday night. So we had about a four or five-hour stay in the hospital. They pumped her with some fluids, gave her a shot, and they was able to stop the labor. But Needless to say, that didn't start off the week on a great foot. So that's my nay. Um, my shay, actually a little bit of Thunder news related. Um, it came out this week that the Thunder have spoke to uh, former Kentucky guard Emmanuel Quickly twice in the pre-draft process. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, the dude shot 42% from three. Uh, this past season, which was better than Hero, and we saw how great Hero was. Um, obviously, they're different players, and I'm just I'm just poking fun. But uh, it would be fun to see a guy like Manuel Quickly in the Thunder because we know Thunder fans have been claiming for a shooter for years, and hey, there he is. There and he is, guys. I think there's going to be a push on Kentucky guards in the next couple of years of the draft just because of uh, the way Hero is able to step up. So yeah, that, okay. that's my shay. All Which right. was also a Kentucky a, guard. <laughs> I think as, right. a, as a second rounder, I think Quigley would be great. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think 25 is a stretch for Quigley. I would like us mm. to shoot for somebody more upside, but I think you should definitely try to buy a pick in the second round to get a guy like Quigley. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And we got the assets. <laughs> um, all right, Alex, what's your Shea and A of the week? Uh. Crap, I don't know. Um, come back to me. <laughs> Maddie, what about you? I, don't, I mean, uh, I, I don't really have one, man. Okay, that's fair, too. It's okay. I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. You did. I'm sorry. Maddie, what about you? 
Um, I have an A. So Texans don't don't kill me. This is just literally the facts. Take take from it what you will. Um, we ate at Whataburger last night because we were taking our. I guess it's a double nay. We were taking our dog to the vet last night and uh, found out that she's got onset of heart and kidney disease. So we've like got a bunch of meds to like put her on. She's a 13 year old beagle. So like, we don't know how much time we're going to have left with her and all that stuff. Like super sad stuff. Like within a week, it's just been like night and day difference. So like that sucks. Right. So that already sucked. We, we only had a few minutes. We were going to cook at home. We didn't have time. We only had a few minutes to like go grab something before we had to go back to the vet. So we went to Whataburger and, and my, my daughter had a, you know, what we ate and my wife and I were just fine, but woke up this morning and my, my daughter had just like upchucked everything that she had ate, um, pretty much mm. yesterday, like all over her bed, all over herself, all over the floor, all those things. So like, that's kind of how my day started. And then I was able to stay home with my dog, but my dog was like sedated and all those things. So it was like, uh, kind of like a depressing day. Uh, it, it did, uh, help though because like i ended up talking to you guys and i haven't talked to you guys in like a month (laughs) so it's pretty that's pretty dope um so like i did have an a there uh my things are going to be turning around i do have a couple of positives though um my shay is going to be in a week we find out the uh the gender of my next child um so uh kid number two is, the mole's is house is humping. Mole's house is humping, y'all. Y'all hear it here first. Hard to hear first. All right? Well, the unit is a uh, baby making machine. Yes, we are. I mean, Except I mean, me. four months, four months ago, that might have been the case. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get it in before uh, so, the belly starts popping out. That's all I gotta say. So that, so that's pretty dope. <laughs> and then also, like God's timing's pretty dope, also because like um, here in two weeks, I I am promoted at work, so I'm gonna be a senior non-commissioned officer and that's pretty dope so okay. i can't believe i'm gonna be an e7 nice. um yeah so oh, uh, first I, don't, shirt. I don't really post a lot of pictures of like my military uniform and like all that stuff unless i'm part of the unit and we're really like in in uh tropic thunder attire but um mm-hmm. but yeah i might i might throw something out that day because it's as much on my wife as a reason why i'm getting promoted than anything i ever done so um I'm just, I got some stuff to look forward to. It's just, I've got throw up and other things that I'm like waiting <laughs> through right now to get to that point. Well, um, I think I speak for everybody when I say, man, positive vibes just for the doggo. Um, Appreciate you. For sure on that. I know that's a really, really the, tough and, thing. And the, and the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. we know, we know Murray's going to get through this one. Uh, she, yeah. She's a mole. She'll get through it for sure. Um, but I just, I I went through the same thing with, you know, our family dog in March and that was the crappiest thing ever. Um, that was definitely like losing a friend, like a best friend human. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel you there. Um, and congrats on the rest of stuff, man. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. I didn't know about a few of those things. So cool. Um, Alex, I'm gonna go back to you. Okay. So show your name. Okay. So my name, um, is... So kind of kind of going back to uh, to Houston and Maury, this is something that I, I wanted to talk about. Um, so I think I think conspiracy, you know, 
conspiracy theorist me. So I think the NBA was not going to let Daryl Morey be a GM past this season. I don't necessarily know if this was all Houston or all Morey saying, I don't, you know, I don't want any part of this. Um, but I think the whole Beijing thing ended up costing the NBA about $200 million, if not more. And in this climate where they lost probably upwards of a billion dollars combined, um, you, you really needed to, to grab as much money as you could and losing out on $200 million throughout the, the, you know, throughout the span of the season because the games weren't being shown on CCTV um, and, you know, things of that nature. I really think that the NBA was just like, look, we're going to go ahead and play this extremely close to the vest, but he is not going to be on this team past this season. Now, with that said, you guys should probably be coming up on a rebuild very soon. And I'm talking about Houston. And so my conspiracy theory is that for allowing Daryl Morey to kind of go quietly into the night I think one of those picks that we have that are going to be top four protected will eventually be a first, a, a, a number one pick for them. Okay. That's my conspiracy theory. That's like my that. nay. Um, my Shay. Um, so, you know, Moles, I know you were going through your struggles with your dog, um, but my dog, she recently celebrated her 15th birthday. Um, and so we had, you know, in, in Spanish, yeah, in Spanish, in Spanish culture, you know, they have a quinceanera when it comes to the 15, you know, a girl turning 15. So since the girl dog turned 15, we had a puppinera. And so, you know, we had that at the house and it was just, it was fun. We had a lot of fun with the family. Um, and so, yeah, that was my, that's my Shay of the week. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I love it. So. I'm going to close this thing out and we're going to, you know, I'm going to give my, my name Shay of the week and uh, we're all going to give our obligatory thunder up at the end of this. Um, so I'm going to start out with my Shay because I always like to look at things half full. Um, my daughter turns one in like nine days and we're having her first oh, birthday wow. party on Sunday. Um, I am so amped up about this. I still can't believe me and my wife managed to keep a whole ass human alive <laughs> for a year. Um, it is just amazing to do so. Um, and just the, just the little personality and stuff that they start getting at this age is just so much more fun. Like I'm having a hoot right now with her walking around like a drunken sailor and screaming at me at the top of her lungs whenever she wants what she wants. Um, I just love every bit of it. Um, my nay of the week is the fact that we can't have a big party blowout. You know, we got to keep everybody safe yeah. and, and, you know, ha keep it down condensed. Um, so, you know, the big party that me and my wife were most definitely hoping for um, isn't happening. Um, but we're going to make the best of it. And, um, you know, for anybody else that's going through, you know, anything like that, I, I think I can really uh, empathize with the women on this. Um, I get why it's so important to you guys. You know what I mean? I, I, I totally understand it. And um, it, it, 
it just really sucks. You know what I mean? So just know you're not the only one going through it. It sucks for everybody. Um, even if your husband doesn't seem like he's all amped up about it or anything like that, he is, he just can't show because he has to be the, you know, the strong guy in the relationship and, and keep you guys going. So, um, that's mine. Um, so, uh, I mean, with that said, man. Hey, so bright side, bright, bright side, bright side of it okay. is that one-year-olds, one-year-olds don't ever remember their birthday. Sure. Like we remember it as parents. We do. We, you know, we love it and blah, blah, blah. But one-year-olds never remember their, their birthdays. Like myself. So I have, I have a daughter who turned 15 and she was going to have a quinceanera in the summer and she couldn't, mm. you know? And so you, because of this. And so, you know, I know that she'll remember that, but the one-year-old, they're going to be all right. So just look at on the positive side, just know that the one-year-old is going to be all right as far as memories go. She'll look at pictures, she'll laugh, she'll smile, and everything will be happy. So yeah, yeah no, that's, silver lining. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's just, hey, as long as she's happy, she's got icing on her face, and I get some giggles, yes. I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, one word of advice, either a tarp, or a cut up trash bag will be your best friend that day. I'm just saying. Words, Maddie. <laughs> I, said, I didn't ready. say one word. I said one thing. Yeah, that is so, that is actually solid advice. Thank you. I had not thought of that, and I will let the wife know tomorrow. Um, there's, always, there's always there's always a bathtub. Yes, that too. Um, no, I'm guys. Change the clothes. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Um, this has been awesome. I I I can't say enough how much i've missed you guys um i hope everybody out there has missed us just as much as we've missed doing this together um we don't do this for the clout we do it because we love it and we love interacting with you fans we love interacting on twitter we just we love the whole experience that we call life together in thunderworld um and we appreciate each and one every one of you guys that's along for the journey um so with that said y'all it's that time. Blancha. <laughs> what? I was just saying Slancha. I'm drinking oh. my Irish whiskey. Before we sign off, I just want to add Victor Wimbanyama put up 22, 10, and 7 blocks in his first game of the season in France. So there, there you go. Him and Imani Bates, 2022 draft. Thank you. Thank you. Give me all the picks. Um, so with that said, guys, till next time. And always, Thunder Up! Thunder Up! Mask up. Play ball when you can. Yep. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. And a happy new year. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.